On episode 502 of Nintendo Switchcraft, it's the summer of gaming already. 2K is doing things right, and which arms characters for Smash? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Leo from San Francisco, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back, everybody, to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in over at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you. Get Switchcraft and all my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, let's get started with today's show. I want to start with a uh, tweet from, excuse me, from Wario64. If you don't already follow wario64 on twitter i gotta tell you you're you're making a mistake he is uh well i think he there's a good chance that he's a bot you know because he's always always the first to tweet something uh but he tweets a lot of deals a lot of times he'll tweet like hey this this game is on sale on this place for this much which is awesome but he just tweeted this thing from ign IGN announces the Summer of Gaming digital event in early June, collaborating with Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, 2K Games, Devolver Digital, THQ Nordic, and more with live broadcasts, publisher presentations, interviews, hands-on demos, and more. It feels like IGN looked at what was going on with um, with E3. Oh, E3 got canceled, and they said... All right, let's not wait for the ESA, the, um, I forget what ESA stands for now, but let's not wait for the ESA to do this. Let's do it ourselves. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't dis, I don't dislike IGN or anything, but I, I always kind of felt like, you know, ESA was neutral and IGN is very much not neutral. I, I, IGN has, you know, their own thing going on. And so I don't know how I feel about that, but it's good that somebody is coordinating. When E3 got canceled, the first thing that I said was, I hope that the ESA still coordinates messaging between all of these different publishers and developers and people who want to get their message out there. Coordinate with everybody to make sure that, you know, this presentation or digital presentation isn't happening the same time as this digital presentation. And it looks like instead of the ESA doing it themselves, it looks like IGN is doing it. So I think that it's a good thing that this particular uh, thing is happening. I don't know how I feel about IGN doing it. Like I said, I'm, I'm not against IGN. I mean, hell, I had Per Schneider on this show. He's like the founder of IGN. And I just, I don't know how I, I, I prefer that a company that is not part of the gaming news industry be in charge of it, if that makes sense. Like that's my preference. But I mean, if there's anybody that can pull it off, it's IGN. They have 
the bandwidth. They have the tools to do this. And um, I'm, I'm excited because I get excited every year at E3 time when we get to see all of these cool new announcements. And now it looks like we're still going to see these cool new announcements. Now, right now, they did not mention Nintendo in here. If enough of everybody else is doing it, I'm sure that Nintendo will do it too. Uh, and even if they don't, you know, we'll, you know, Nintendo will still put out their Nintendo Direct. My guess is, even if Nintendo doesn't work with IGN on this, if I were to just make a guess, Nintendo would look at what they're doing and they'll say, well, it looks like there's a hole right here where we could fit our, um, our, our, our Nintendo Direct. So we'll do that then. Um, my question to you all is, do you think... In addition, because usually at E3, there is the Nintendo Direct, and then throughout the rest of E3, they have on the show floor Nintendo Treehouse, uh, showing off more stuff, making a couple of other smaller announcements throughout the throughout the three or four days. Do you think that Nintendo will still do a digital Treehouse? In fact, I think I'm going to tweet that out. All right, so I just tweeted it out. My question is, do you think Nintendo will do a digital Treehouse event during June like they have at E3 in the past? Uh, reply with your reasons, and I'll read them on the Saturday show. If you did not know, on Saturdays, I do an episode of, of uh, this show where it's all what you guys want to talk about, and people get their ideas on the show using the hashtag AskRJS, because before I record the Saturday show, I go on Twitter, I search for AskRJS, and that's for run, jump, stomp. And I put that stuff on the show. People are already voting on this. Right now, uh, it's got one vote. 100% said yes. We'll see if that changes uh, as time moves forward. All right. Let's talk about 2K Games real quick. We just recently found out that 2K Games is bringing three of their biggest franchises to the Nintendo Switch and rather than everybody yell at them for taking so long, and a lot of people are pretty excited, uh, what are the three games, or the three franchises? Well, they're bringing Bioshock as a franchise, Borderlands as a franchise, and the XCOM, uh, or XCOM 2, not bringing XCOM 1, 1. I'm not sure why. I would assume it's just uh, probably not easy to port or something like that. Uh, but... We already knew about this, but the, then I saw something today which I thought was really, really awesome. This was coming to us from Nintendo Enthusiast, and apparently, and I did not mean to click on that, apparently, if you want to pick up Bioshock, you know, they, there's three games in the Bioshock series, and we all knew that they were bringing Bioshock The Collection to the Nintendo Switch, but what we didn't know is that you can also get the games individually. So you can get Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite all on the Nintendo Switch individually. You don't have to buy them all at once. Now, as of the time that I'm recording this right now, if I click on Bioshock The Collection on my, uh, I'm at Nintendo.com, does not list a price. If I click on, uh, and I just clicked on the wrong thing, and I just closed the dang, uh, I, I closed my show notes. Uh, if I click on Bioshock, or Bioshock 2, or Bioshock Infinite, if I click on any of those, it does not show me 
um, the price for any of those. So I don't actually know if buying Bioshock, the collection, if that's going to save you money in the long run. I don't know if that's the case. And the same thing goes for Borderlands. You can buy Borderlands, the handsome collection, or you can buy Borderlands Game of the Year Edition or Borderlands Legendary Collection, which has Borderlands 1 and 2. So I think it's cool that 2K Games is letting people buy these games one at a time. I do hope that there is some kind of discount for buying the games all at once, if you if you know what I mean. Um, because... Like, that's taking, I mean, I don't know that it's taking a risk, but it's doing something, uh, like, there's a good chance that you'll, not a good chance, there's a chance that you might buy one of these and say, oh, I don't really like this game, and so you play the first one, but then you never play the rest of them, and I can understand why somebody might want to avoid that, and so 2K Games allowing us to, to buy just the first part is awesome. And I wish that more companies did that. Like, we've had a lot of collections come to the Nintendo Switch as um, as as uh, publishers have said that the Nintendo Switch sales have been higher than on any other system. A lot of publishers have said, okay, well, I'm going to bring my games to that. And when they bring their games over, a lot of times they bring the first one and the second one and the third one, and they bring them all together. And then you have to buy all of them at once. And I'm curious, are there any, has, has anybody listening to this ever purchased a collection and been like, Oh, this is not for me. I wish I'd have just bought the first one. Uh, so I think that it's awesome that that uh, 2K Games is doing that, and uh, thank you to Nintendo Enthusiast for uh, letting us know about that. Um, Animal Crossing got an update. That update gets rid of some of the eggs. This is a, a an official tweet from Nintendo. Now, it is in Japanese, but Google has the, the auto-translate, so it says the update to version 1.1.4 of Nintendo Switch software for Animal Crossing has been released today. Please see the page for updates. You click on it, and other people who speak Japanese have translated it for us, and the long and the short of it is less eggs. So there you go. There's less eggs. People have been screaming up and down, good God, get these eggs out of my face. I'm tired of them. And so a lot of the, you're not going to be getting nearly as much Bunny Day stuff uh, as you have in the past. I think that's a good thing. Uh, although now people might be worried that they um, might not be able to finish all of the Bunny Day stuff. Worry not. They said that on April 12th, the last day of the Bunny Day thing, um, you, you're, the the drop rate of eggs is going to vastly increase. So what I think that they should do for future uh, events like this is start out, um, actually start out really high on the first day because the people who are really interested in doing the, uh, the, the event stuff, 
they're going to jump in on that first day and, and try and do a bunch of stuff. And they'll be able to knock it down pretty quickly if you have a very high drop rate for the materials that you need to craft in that game. However, then I, then it should kind of taper off pretty quickly, um, like a, almost like an asymptotic graph where it drops down real fast. Uh, and then it should go back up uh, as you get close to the end of it. So um, instead of just having it be crazy for a couple of days and then uh, turn it down and then crank it way up at the end, I think it should be uh, crazy on the first day, crazy on the last day, almost nothing in the middle, and have a slow curve between them all. And I think that would be a better experience for most people, um, especially... I really like that they're increasing the drop rate at the end because there's going to be people who are desperately trying to finish some stuff off before the season is over and then they have to wait until next year. I can speak to that from experience because like the night before um, April 1st, I was fishing like crazy trying to get um, uh, a, a string fish. I was trying to get a string fish. I never got one. But that meant I was running along the beach, digging up the clams, turning the clams into fish bait, going up to the top of my island at the uh, at, at the little pond there, or not pond, but uh, the, the beginning of the river, and fishing like crazy for a string fish over and over and over again. I must have gone through well over 100 bait. Well, like not, not close to 100, like well over 100 uh, fishing bait on that. And I didn't get one, which was really irritating. And it... it it got me thinking when I was doing that, that the drop rate for rare spawns should be much, much higher on the last day. So that when people are trying to finish things up, they have a higher chance of doing so. And, you know, Nintendo's doing that with the Animal Crossing bunny event. And I hope that they do that with all, all stuff going forward. But, you know, who knows? It seems like they've been very receptive to input from the players like people have been complaining about a bunch of stuff and they like we've had four updates since the game came out which is kind of crazy where is it is it five updates there's been a bunch of updates since the game came out no matter what um and uh now we're up to 1.1.4 and uh good luck on your bunny day stuff and good luck not finding eggs because i know that there's a lot of people out there who have been really, really tired of finding eggs as they uh, fish and mine and dig and shake trees and chop down trees and all that crazy stuff. And you know what? I'm really happy that we don't find eggs when we catch bugs, too, because that that would be one more thing. All right, let's move on. Let's actually take a break, hear from a sponsor. When we come back, I want to talk about Smash. Stick around. You're watching the most exciting game you will ever see on your TV set. Telstar by Coleco, with three different games. Telstar Tennis, with digital scoring, variable speeds. Telstar Hockey, each player controls a goalie plus a forward on the other side. Oops, a goal. And Telstar Singles Handball, a game you play yourself. Telstar Handball, Tennis, Hockey, all three at an exciting low price. For great family fun, hitch your TV to a Telstar. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. And, you know, I was thinking today, there wasn't a lot of news stuff to talk about. So I decided to make my own uh, question, which I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it. And then I will tackle your thoughts on it on Saturday if, uh, if you reply to my tweet. But I sent out a tweet and I asked, which ARMS characters or character do you think will be joining us in Smash Ultimate Reply? Here, and I will read your suggestions on the show on Saturday. Now, for me, I think that uh, when, when you look at the, the characters in this game, there are two that stand out as these are the, like the, uh, the poster child. Uh, I don't know what the word is. These are the, the mascots for arms, in my opinion. And it's got to be Springman and Ribbon Girl. Um Springman is kind of the um the iconic character for arms but I feel like that's only one gender so they should throw the other gender in there as well by having Ribbon Girl and Springman be echo characters of each other. I think that that would actually be the best way. And they both have a similar play style Whereas uh, Ribbon Girl's a lot more floaty and has an extra jump. Uh, Springman, uh, he, I, I, if I remember correctly, um, he has the ability to do more damage at lower health. I haven't played in a long time, so there's that. Now, Joel Mead 24 is pointing out something very important in chat that uh, I knew about. And um, it, it was going to be part of my argument, but he says Springman is already an assist trophy in Smash. Doesn't that potentially make him less likely? And I think maybe it does. It might make him less likely. In which case, I think that it would be Ribbon Girl. And then they would have to, not have to, but it would make a lot of sense for them to, th oh, you know what they could do and avoid the whole gender thing altogether is um, be DNA man. <laughs> like the 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 jelly man i i don't know what his name is i know that um that that uh sometimes like when you select him and it says dna man. helix isn't it helix isn't that what his name is uh the weird green jelly guy he would be really really weird to be a main uh, or a character in smash like because he he can flatten himself way way down and he can make himself super tall uh, that like he, that's a really cool move set to add to it. Now the other option that I think would make a lot of sense is at the very beginning or when the game first came out, uh, the main character, the boss, was the guy with the uh, Max Brass, and he eventually became a playable character. But he was the boss that you would fight at the end of the single player campaign. 
And I think that that would make a lot of sense. Maybe Max Brass and Ribbon Girl. I, I really think Ribbon Girl has to be in there, though. Like, she's, she's uh, without a doubt, has to be in there. Um, but do you think that they're going to do Echoes? Or do you think that they would have them be where you could click a button and, and just see the different looks, but they would all play the same? I still, even though... He is an assist trophy. I still think um, Springman has to be in. I think it has to be Springman. He is, he's the mascot for the game, in my opinion. So I think he has to be in. Um, but then, if that happens, you know exactly what everybody's going to say. Ah, where's Waluigi? Because right now, Waluigi is an assist trophy, so Nintendo always says, well, he's in the game. Walu Everybody keeps asking for Waluigi, and Nintendo says he's in the game as an assist trophy. There you go. You should be happy now. If Springman is the character in arms that comes to Smash Ultimate, and Springman is already an assist trophy, then that is going to open a whole can of worms with Waluigi and I think it's just going to be crazy. Uh, Johnny Lincoln chat says, I think it's more likely to be one character, but you choose to look like Bowser Jr. That's that's what I was thinking instead of an Echo character. Um, but I, I really like the idea of an Echo character because all of the characters in ARMS play wildly different. Well, not wildly different, but just a little bit different. And it's different enough that it makes it, it, makes it, 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 makes it important when you're, translating that move set from arms to smash ultimate um i am also curious what's everybody's favorite arms character mine kind of changed throughout time i really really liked Springman at first and then um i liked uh ramen was her name i think the one who does like the good noodles for an arm i know twintel is super super popular um and I, I, I know that Bark and Bite are not super popular, but I really had a lot of fun with Bark and Bite and uh, kind of the head games that you play with people because now you've got a couple of different angles that you have to look at as you're playing. Anyway, uh, reply to this uh, tweet and I will read your thoughts on the Saturday show. All right, uh, let's finish up today's episode with one last thing. And this thing is just so absolutely crazy awesome. I love the look of this. It is, uh, it, first off, it is fan art, okay? So if, you want, if you're listening to the show, you're definitely going to want to check out the show notes. Uh, if you're listening to this on your, on your phone or whatever, just go onto the show notes and click the link. It's going to take you straight to my website to the correct show notes and scroll down to a tweet from newsgrounds.com and oh my god whoever did this is incredibly talented but they made uh basically paper mario but instead of mario it's zelda and specifically it's it's like a combination of zelda uh wind waker no not wind waker what's the one where you're flying uh all the time skyward sword zelda skyward sword um zelda 2 and everything's made out of paper. Uh, like at the beginning, it shows Link flying on top of the, the the crazy bird thing. And it's got like strings holding it up. And then they show uh, like a, a paper cutout of Link 
on the old um that initial screen of Zelda 2 the adventure of link and then they show him fighting a bunch of uh kukos it's awesome looking and oh my god i want this so very bad like this is an amazing looking uh game and the art style is perfect and it i did not know how much i wanted a paper zelda game until today until i saw this fisto in chat is telling me it's called a loft wing you idiot and he's right i should remember these things he didn't actually say that he just said loft wing but you have to see this in order to understand how exciting it is i wish that it were real there's no way it's real uh it's just it, it's just some fan art but man somebody is extremely extremely talented is what i have to say uh so very talented and uh that's it for our show today if you want to become a part of the community you can do so over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord there's over 1200 people in there waiting for you to join and talk to them about video games uh, if you want to watch the show live, make sure you head on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and hit that follow button. Uh, you can also watch the video of the show on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And if you have ideas for the Saturday episodes, use that hashtag AskRJS on Twitter. And I am on Twitter at runjumpstomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out the other shows over at gstu.net. And finally, if uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, first off, thank you for even thinking of doing so. And a huge thank you to everybody who already does. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you for many, many links of ways that you can support the show. Some of them are free. Some of them cost money. Some of them give you free stuff. So again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And uh, the music that you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, stay awesome. Bye-bye.